All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast News Podcast. It is Thursday, July 11th, 2019. On today's episode of the podcast, an interview with Alabama head coach Nate Oates. Um, as always, uh, I share the interviews we do on the Marching to Madness podcast uh, here on the Southeast News Podcast as well. That way, if you don't subscribe to both, uh, you don't miss any of the SEC conversations we have on that podcast. And we recently caught up with Nate Oates uh, to talk about, uh, you know, kind of what the expectations are for him heading into his first season at Alabama. Uh, We went into a lot of different topics, uh, sort of touching on different players, uh, kind of looking at Kyra Lewis, who just grabbed a gold medal, uh, of course, with the uh, USA U19 team there in Greece. Uh, He talked a little bit about him and kind of what that experience maybe was like and maybe some things he knows he has to work on uh, coming out of that experience uh, with the national team there. He also went into you know the importance of adding someone like Beetle Bolton to the mix, uh, an experienced guard that, that should be able to, to thrive in that system uh, based on just kind of what we saw from him at West Virginia. Uh, also uh, looking at Alex Reese, someone who I've talked about a lot. I think anyone who's who's listened to the podcast or, or kind of has read the stuff over at southeastsoups.com. He's been one of the most intriguing players to me uh, since he, he stepped on campus there at Alabama. Uh, he talked about how he was going to fit into that system, and you can tell uh, he's pretty high on him and kind of what he feels like uh, he's going to be able to do uh, for them there. Also looking at guys like John Petty, Herbert Jones, uh, what they're going to be able to, to kind of do in that system where, again, it's just it's all about transition it's all about getting up and down the court and having guys who can knock down shots. Uh, so guys like that are going to be very valuable uh, to that staff. And he also went into, uh, you know, kind of looking at, at his coaching journey itself and talking about maybe the biggest things he's learned. And anyone who's listened to our Marching to Madness podcast knows we've had over 300 coaches, I think, now on the podcast here over the past several years. And we always like to ask them kind of what the, the biggest things are that they've learned from their coaching journey because it does give you some really good insight into how they approach building a program or how they approach uh, taking over a new job and getting acclimated to the players and all that. And I think Nate Oates' answer was very fascinating in terms of how he approaches that um, and how, you know, kind of maybe younger coaches as well can kind of uh, take things away from that and maybe in other jobs. So uh, always a fun discussion. So let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Alabama head coach Nate Oates. All right, guys, welcome back in to the Marching to Madness podcast. We're excited to welcome in Alabama head coach Nate Oates. And, uh, Coach, our first time talking to you here this offseason in your new spot there in Tuscaloosa. And certainly uh, one of the main things that that everybody's kind of talking about right now is the USA team uh, winning the gold medal in Greece. And I know Kyra Lewis had a chance to be a part of that. Uh, How do you feel like just that experience of getting to play in that setting is going to help his development this season? Well, I think – you know, just the practices, playing with that level of competition and playing in the games over there. You know, he didn't play as much as I think we would have liked or, you know, I'm sure he would have liked, but I still think just being with the group and experiencing the high-level basketball and and even just knowing what he needs to work on. You know, I think they said maybe his defense wasn't where uh, maybe they wanted it, and that's why he didn't play as many minutes as he as he maybe could have so you know that should be motivation for him to get his defense up, up to the level to where you know 
he's able to make another one of these teams uh, in the future, he, he'll be able to play a lot more minutes. Coach, uh, we talked about kind of your new spot there at Alabama, and I know something that people have talked about for, for years now is just really the Alabama basketball community there, and we know what football is like in the SEC. We know kind of how people look at that, but it really seems like that the Alabama basketball fan base has really been underrated over the years. How have you kind of just seen uh, their passion and their support on display thus far? You know, I mean, they're in the sports in general here. Like, I, you know, I think they average about 10,000 people with gymnastics, home meets here. They're just, there's no professional teams in Alabama. So they're in the University of Alabama. And, you know, football's obviously done a really, really good job. And they've been into football for a long time here. And Coach Saban's put this thing at the top of the uh, food chain as far as college football goes. So they're passionate about that. But they're, they're also passionate about the basketball, too. I think, I think if you, start winning and putting a product on the floor that they're really proud of. And I think they'll come support it at a really high level because, you know, got a lot of people. When, you, when you're out and around the state, there's a lot of people that are excited about it. And, you know, we're, we're planning on putting a product out there that they can get them really fired up and get them into the Coliseum here at Coleman and hopefully fill this place up and, and kind of rejuvenate the fan base. Coach, your focus this summer, you know, your style of play now is definitely unique to the group of players you have. What are some core things maybe that you've been focusing on to get guys acclimated as quickly, you know, and efficiently as you possibly can? You know what? We, we aren't doing a whole lot with the defense in the summer. I just, I'm not a big fan of grinding guys up. I think we can put the defense in the fall. So we, we've really been focusing more on player development and just getting the offensive and we kind of call it a flow game just how, how quickly we want to play and how we want to attack and that, that's mainly what we've been focused on playing aggressively our up tempo our transition drills we've been doing a lot of that type of stuff and then a lot of skill work to we just got to shoot the ball better we got to have more guys able to pass dribble and shoot and so we're trying to get their skill level up here this summer Coach, uh, the the importance of, of adding a player and an experienced player like Beetle Bolton to the mix, uh, like we said, in a system where I know you know transition game ball handling are, are so important and so valued. Uh, how have you kind of seen him develop so, thus far, and maybe what are some things you want to focus on with him uh, as you go into practice in the fall? I mean, he's uh, you know, he's going to be big for us just because he can make shots at a really high level, and we needed to add some shooting, and then we also needed to add some some ball handling just to kind of relieve Kyra when uh when he needs a break or enable Kyra to play off the ball occasionally some too. So I think he's big in that. And right right now, well honestly, like he, he was a little banged up at West Virginia. He had a few injuries. Our trainer's been heavily involved with getting him healthy. So right now he, he hasn't even participated in a full practice. So we're just we're trying to get – now he has done shooting drills and some stuff like that. We're just trying to get him healthy and, and so he can play games for us come November, December. Coach, that system itself, you know, it's a beautiful system to watch. I know you value open shots. Guys excel in transition. How do you feel uh, that the two guards we mentioned, of course, uh, Beadle and Kyra, and then others like John Petty, Herbert Jones – how can they be able to thrive in this style of play? You know, I think 
Herb's really good in transition anyways because he's so good getting to the rim. And so the more spread out the floor is and the, the quicker we play before the defense gets set up, I think it'll really help Herb. You know, I, and Kyra is one of the fastest guards in the country, so I think it's really going to be good for Kyra just playing at the speed we play and spreading the floor out. And Petty's one of the better shooters in the league, so I, he enables us to help spread the floor out, you know, along with Beetle. And then we got a couple freshmen that can really shoot and Shackelford and uh, Forbes, Jalen Forbes from Mississippi. So we, we do value shooting because I think that opens the floor up. Can we value getting the ball to the rim and, you know, getting paint touches. I think it's easier to do that before the defense is set up. So that plays hand in hand uh, with just our tempo and trying to attack before the defense gets set up. Alex Reese is someone that's really stood out in his first two seasons. He's developed into, you know, a player who can do a lot of things. Uh, you know, what are, what are your expectations for him? You know what? He, he kind of fits the way our bigs were a little bit at Buffalo and the fact that we, we played two bigs that could both shoot. Yeah, the one's playing really well for the Lakers in their summer league right now, Nick Perkins. But, right, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's putting some really good numbers up for the Lakers summer league team. So Alex kind of fits that mold where he could shoot, stretch the floor. You know, if we do play two bigs together, which we don't do often, but you can do that if, if they can shoot, at least if one of them can shoot. So Alex enables you to play – too big together because he can shoot, but he, you can also play him at the four or the five. And he's he's better at putting the ball on the floor than I than I had originally thought. I mean, he can actually make some plays on the perimeter, so he's going to enable us to be a little bit more flexible with our lineups, just because he can play both four and five. And you know, one one aspect he's got to get better on is guarding real fours and defensively or offensively. I've been pleasantly surprised with his game. Coach, uh, we talked a little bit about the, the coaching aspect of it and really just the tradition of Alabama basketball. And I know guys like Antoine Petway and someone like Andrew Steele as well, who's on your staff as the, as the director of video services. How important is it to have guys like that who obviously are familiar with that tradition of Alabama basketball, you know, but also certainly have the knowledge to be able to help you guys that really progress there? You know what? I, I, I think it's important to have – links back to, you know, former teams and, and eras. Now, obviously, you can't have somebody from all eras, but I, I thought it was important to get in. And I had gotten all positive reviews on on Andrew. He just – and they've all been true. I mean, he's come in, he's great. He's got no ego. He's, he's got a – you know, he's, he's, got, he's got a different perspective that a former player at the University of Alabama can give you. Now, we, we had one in Petway that was on staff, but I think it's good. You know, Andrew can't go out and recruit, so he's here all the time. So you've got a guy that's played here at a high level, high-character guy in the office all the time, even when the recruiting coaches are out. So I think it's big to have Petway and Andrew both on staff. And really, Andrew's the only guy that I hired that wasn't currently on the staff when I got here that didn't work for me in the past. Everybody else that I brought in either worked for me at Buffalo or back in high school at Rhymeless. So I, he's the one guy that, that wasn't that way, but I thought it was important to do it. And I'd gotten so many great reviews on him and they were all accurate that, that I thought it made a lot of sense to bring him in. 
And coach, just finally, I know something we always love asking coaches because we have a lot of coaches who listen to this, mostly you know younger coaches trying to make their way up in the profession. Um, just maybe the, the most important things you've learned in coaching. I know there there's certainly lots of things you've learned along the journey. Um, what are maybe the biggest things that, that have helped you just throughout your career, uh, maybe to get to, to this point where you're at now in Alabama? Well, I, you know, I think you're constantly learning. So I think one of the things is you need to realize that you're never going to know it all and the game changes and times change and you need to constantly learn new things. I think as I've gotten older, even really in the last three or four years here, just with different family situations, I think you learn that while basketball is really important, obviously it's important to win games or I don't stay employed at a place like this or even at Buffalo Lake. At this level, you know, you really got to do your job well, and that's winning games. But I think if, if your sole focus goes on winning games, I think it gets all turned around. I still think you got to focus on, you know, A, your own character and making sure you've got your life squared away to, to the point where you can lead these other young men into, you know, and I think we, we talk about growing them into – young men that will be productive members of society and really helping them grow. So I think if you concentrate on that type of stuff and then using the vehicle of basketball to do that, I think the other stuff really takes care of itself. I mean, we're going to put a lot of time into basketball. I love basketball. I love competing. I love game planning, all that. But at the end of the day, like if, if, if the guys you're coaching feel like they're commodities, they're not going to play that hard for you. If they feel like you really care about them as, as men, and I'm really doing everything I can to help them grow and to be better young men. I think they appreciate it more like in that regard, and I think that's the way to do it. I think that's the way I want to do it. I want to affect them, you know, as much or more off the court than I do on the court, and I think they respect that. So I, that, that's, that's the way we try to do it, and then, you know, we're going to be the best basketball X and O type coaches that we can possibly be because I think you lose respect from the players if you're not. But I think I think that's more of a tool to just affect them in a way that positively impacts them for the rest of their life. Coach, uh, we always enjoy catching up with you. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again here soon. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks. All right, that was a conversation with Alabama head coach Nate Oates. And uh, like he said, I mean, look, they understand, you know, kind of what the expectations are there, and they have a roster in place. I've talked about it all off season. Um, they have a roster in place to where they can win a lot of games in their first year there because they do have a really good returning nucleus. Sure, there's going to be guys that they're going to have to replace uh, from last season, of course. Someone like Dante Hall really stands out in terms of what he was able to do with his defense and the pain and how he could be efficient on offense. Um, he, he made a lot of things easier in terms of the front court. But, man, they, they've got a roster that, that can sort of, you know, add a lot of versatility to that system and just kind of knowing guys and what their strengths are. I mean, they're going to have guys that, that fit into this style of play very well, and that's why you look around and, and you guys know where I stand on these way-too-early polls. But it's easy to see why a lot of people are very high on Alabama because – it is a team that, that feels like is going to be able to play to its strengths um, where there's a lot of really good guards. Uh, there, there's guys in the front court. We talked about Alex Reese, Galen Smith, someone else who's very 
uh, a very good player, and I think he he's kind of you know Nados has talked about him as well throughout the summer. So th- th- there's lots of, of good pieces in place, and adding a freshman you know group to the mix that that will also be able to contribute. So it certainly gives Alabama uh, a lot of excitement heading into this season. And, again, I think you can understand uh, why this is a team that, that by most people, and, and myself included, I would think right now, um, you know, I've been asked this several times throughout the summer, you know, what are, what are your SEC preseason power rankings and all that? And, and you guys, again, know where I stand on, on doing those. But I think it's pretty clear to me that Alabama is a top-five team in the SEC um, and has a chance to to be a team that that is a lock for the NCAA tournament, uh, just based on kind of what they have returning and maybe how they're going to fit into this up tempo uh, style of play that that Nate Oates is going to implement there in Tuscaloosa. So uh, thanks again to Nate Oates uh, for joining us on the podcast, and uh, thank you, of course, as always, for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, just go over to Apple Podcasts, search for Southeast Hoops, so that way you can get uh, any of these episodes delivered to you as soon as they go up. Uh, I know I, I said, you know, I've tried to be a little bit more consistent with these in the off season, but uh, writing has kind of been the main focus uh, right now. I mentioned to you guys I'm doing a lot of work for uh, Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook uh, th- this season and uh, doing about 30 30 or so team previews, and uh, if you've read th- that publication, you know those previews are very extensive um but that's why it's one of the best that that there is and also uh you'll be able to find uh my tennessee preview in the athlon sports uh, college basketball preview magazine another great resource uh here whenever that comes out later in the summer so lots of writing uh but we'll get the the podcast uh, cranked up consistently here as we get closer to the season uh but we will uh, continue to to throw up these interviews with uh, coaches and analysts all throughout the, the conference, so uh, be sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of that. Head over to southeastsoups.com. Lots of great stuff uh, going up over there as well to uh, give you your basketball fix uh, here in the offseason. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.